0: There's a lot of things that make me tired, but I have to be honest, being part of a musical team that everybody brings their own crazy stuff, that turns into this crazy song, that turns into people jumping up and down, shouting praise out to Jesus, that does not make me tired. Um, there was just something about worship this morning that I really enjoyed, that rhythm of it, you know, the, um, everyone kind of got into the song, and even though everything that we all brought was different, we were together. Um, We used to sing a song, and this is going back sort of 10, 15 years. It came out of the UK vineyard called Rhythm of Heaven. Did you guys used to sing that one, or did it not quite make it its way to Australia? Um, It's a good song. I'm going to read you some lyrics. I'm not going to sing it for you. Uh, Just the first verse in the chorus, it says, Can you feel the rhythm of heaven bringing freedom as we sing? Can you feel compassion growing? It is beating deep within. We lay our pride on the floor... We come to surrender it all to you. You're the center of it all, and that is why we fall down on our knees. We're here because we heard the Spirit's call. Now the curtain has been torn, and as we worship, we are free. I love those lyrics. It's a good song. That is a really good song. it, It speaks about freedom coming over the church as we hear the rhythm of heaven. It speaks about compassion growing, people laying their pride on the floor and acknowledging that Jesus is the center of it all and that the curtain has been torn. And as we worship, we're freed. But it all starts with a question right back at the beginning of the first verse. And the question is this, can you feel the rhythm of heaven? And I I love that picture, okay? I'm a muso. I'm unashamedly a muso, and I love that word picture of a rhythm of heaven, because like we saw this morning, a rhythm brings people together. We all brought our own stuff. Some people were jumping up and down. Some people were standing in the presence of God, worshiping. Some of us were hitting stuff at the back of the stage. Some people were strumming guitars. We were all doing our own thing, but what The rhythm did was it brought us all together we were doing it together we were in sync with each other we were doing it together as a body and I believe that that's what the songwriters meant when they said can you feel the rhythm of heaven because I believe the rhythm of heaven is not something that comes down from heaven to us it is a rhythm that we play back to heaven it's us as a church all bring in our own stuff all bring in our own crazy way of doing things and doing it for Jesus together that is the rhythm of heaven but if you ask someone to play a rhythm so if I Neil, I'm gonna pick on you can you come sit on the stage please actually pick up your guitar and 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 then come come sit here somewhere thanks now if I had to ask Neil to play a rhythm He would probably just start playing but what he's actually doing before he starts playing a rhythm is he's thinking, what is the beat that I'm going to play this rhythm over? Is it going to be a 4-4 beat? Is it going to be 6-8? Is it going to be a fast song? Is it going to be a slow song, a waltz? What kind of beat is it that I'm going to be playing my rhythm over? And once he's got a beat, then... He can start playing a rhythm. So we start with a beat. So I'm going to start with a beat. Can you hear that? It's quite soft, isn't it? But it's a beat. Now, before Neil plays, he listens to that beat. He gets the feel for it. Can you hear? How consistent it is? Can you hear how dependable it is? Once he gets an idea of the beat and his guitar is in tune, he will start playing. Give us a rhythm, Neil. Now, i said that the rhythm of heaven that we listen that that we play that comes from us but the beat that neil is locking onto is the heartbeat of god that neil can't hear which is quite ironic can you hear it now you can hear it now okay we've got a heartbeat so although neil is playing the rhythm over the uh, over this beat the heartbeat that we're listening to that is the heartbeat of God so the rhythm of heaven is played over the heartbeat of God now the thing about the heartbeat of God is that it's not actually that easy to hear some of you in the room are hearing it quite clearly and some of you have to really strain to listen to the heartbeat but let's just click in time can you guys do that? Everybody's doing it, yet. Yeah? Come on. There we go, Sean. We can do it. Okay. Give us a stronger rhythm. A stronger rhythm. Just two, three, four, five, seven, eight, eight. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a question. What if you couldn't hear the drum beat and all you could hear was Neil's guitar? Would you still be able to clap in time with that beat? You would, because you would be able to follow Neil. Do you see the power of the first musician? That first person who sits down and picks up a guitar, listens to the drum beat, and starts to play. Because that person, to the people who can't hear the beat, he takes the invisible and he makes it visible. Now, there are a lot of first musicians out there in this church, and there were a lot of first musicians I can point to in the Bible. But I'm gonna point to Jesus, because Jesus is the perfect example of this. And He played a rhythm in His time that showed the heartbeat of God that people could follow. You see, back in Jesus' day, people didn't get the idea that God's heart was beating for healing. And so He went and He healed people, and He healed people, until they got into the rhythm of it. The people of His time didn't get that God's heart was beating for the poor, And so Jesus spends himself on the poor, and on the broken, and on the outcast, and on the lonely, and on the tax collectors, and on the prostitutes. He spent time with the poor because that's where God's heart was beating. And as people followed him, they were following the heartbeat of God without even realizing it. So Jesus played a rhythm. He saw that people were catching on to it. And then he looked at them, and he said, come, follow me i'm in a relationship with jesus now because i met a bunch of guys who could hear the heartbeat of god i went to a young adult home group this was back in cape town and when i walked in and we started to worship and to pray i could see straight away that these guys were connecting to something that i had no idea about you know i'd been to church before I'd seen people pray, I'd seen people worship and if someone had walked into the room and seen me praying and worshipping along with them they wouldn't have seen anything that different about what I was doing but man, I knew that there was something that these guys were connecting to that I didn't get I couldn't hear the heartbeat of God so I hung around those guys I imitated them I did what they did And eventually, as I spent time with them, I started playing along with the same rhythm that they were playing in. I'm able now to understand what it means to operate prophetically because I met a prophetic couple who could hear the heartbeat of God for prophetic worship and prophetic intercession. And they gathered a group of young people into their house and they would sit with us and they would show us what it looks like to intercede prophetically to listen to the heart of God and then to pray that out and as we hung around them and we imitated them we started playing the same rhythm that they were playing and we started to lock on to the heartbeat of God each of these people that I'm speaking about all of them could hear the heartbeat of God for something and even though I couldn't I could see the song that they were playing and as I hung around them and I played the rhythm along with them I started catching onto the heartbeat of God. And each of these guys, in the same way that Jesus did to the people of his time, looked into me, looked into my heart and said, come, follow me. In the same way that Neil would look out and look for a musician, and I'm going to pick on Sean. And Neil would say to Sean, come, follow me. now we've got the second musician in this case that will be Sean I've got a guitar all ready for you here you can grab a seat on the stage now Sean is in the situation I was in where he can't hear the heartbeat of God yet but he can hear Neil and so this was me when I was hanging around those young adults who were praising and worshiping God saw that there was something about them that I wanted to connect to. This was me when I saw that prophetic couple who said, come follow me. I want to teach you a rhythm. This was Peter and Andrew who were out on a boat and saw a guy named Jesus come up to them and say, come and follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And they saw that something about this man was bigger than them that they wanted to connect to. And so they left everything and they followed Jesus. This is James and John, two brothers who were in a boat. Jesus said to them, come follow me. And they saw in Jesus something that they wanted to connect to. So all of us, Andrew, James, John, we... In our own simple learner way, we fixed our eyes on Jesus, locked into the rhythm of the first musician, and we started to play. Can you hear how Sean immediately picked up on the rhythm that Neil was playing? He picked up on the chord progression. But Sean can't hear the heartbeat of God yet. Sean can only hear Neil. And this is what it was like in the early days of Jesus with his disciples. He expected nothing of them but for them to stand with him, to have faith, to watch, and to learn. And many of us are drawn into the ways of the kingdom through doing this. So and I, for example, we lead a a kingdom life kinship. That's what we call ourselves. We're the kingdom life kinship. And the whole purpose of our kinship is to draw people out into living kingdom lives. Living kingdom lives. That is the purpose of our kinship. And you know what? There's a lot of people in our kinship who are in the watch me stage. And you know what? We love that. We absolutely love that. Week after week, we have people coming along to kinship and they watch how the other members of our kinship live their life and do kingdom life do kingdom things listen to the testimonies of the week and you know what they're picking up on the rhythm of it and what started out as a song that Karen and I were trying to sing together soon had a harmony that was being sung over it and then there was another instrument that was laid in on top of that and the people that are in the Watch Me stage, they're still in the Watch Me stage, but they come week after week, and slowly but surely, they're bringing in their own color. They're bringing in their own instruments. They play in the same rhythm. They're playing the same song. They're playing their own chords, but they're bringing their own color to it. And I can't really put it into words. That's just, some, that's just something that gets my heart watching these guys start to play their own song and so the disciples watch as Jesus heals a leper they watch again as Jesus heals a paralyzed man and they also watch as Jesus takes a step back to go spend time with his father in prayer and as they do this they're picking up on the rhythm that is being played over the heartbeat of God and very subtly Jesus starts letting His disciples take more of the lead in the song that the group of them are playing together. When they wake Him up in the middle of a storm, yes, Jesus calms the storm, but before He does that, He says, guys, come on, where is your faith? You can do this. You're playing the same song that I'm playing. You're playing the same rhythm that I'm playing. In the same way, Sean is now starting to recognize the beat of God. And we can see Neil has slowly started taking a little bit of a back step as Sean takes a little bit of a forward step in terms of taking on the rhythm to where he wants to take it. But Neil is always there as a safety line. And every now and again, because Sean is still learning to hear the heartbeat of God, he may start to go out of time just a little bit.
1: And as he does
0: that, Neil says hang on that's okay just come back and listen to me for a bit just come back and listen you'll pick up the rhythm again you'll pick up the heartbeat and then we can pick it up again remember when the the disciples tried to stop the children from getting to Jesus and Jesus said hang on no hold on that's not how the song goes let the children come to me and they learned what the rhythm of that is played over God's heartbeat looks like in the same way um, do you remember there was that story where the disciples were trying to cast out a, a demon out of a boy but they couldn't do it and Jesus said hang on for this you need prayer and fasting Jesus wasn't giving them a formula for how to cast out a demon What he was saying to them was, you know what, you said the right words, you did the right thing, but you know what's missing here? You were playing a song that was out of time with God's heartbeat. So you need to go and pray. You need to go and sit at the feet of God and listen to his voice until eventually you start catching on to the heartbeat of it again. You need to pray. And as you pray and as you fast for more of his presence, You'll pick up in the heartbeat of God, and then you're going to come back and do the same thing, and you'll say the same words. But authority is just going to flow out of you, and power is going to just flow out of you, because the song that you're playing is in tune with the rhythm of God. What I love about Jesus is that He is so patient with His disciples, because He keeps saying Alright, I want you guys to take center stage. I want you to take the song where you want to go, but they keep kind of holding back as they get nervous. I want to read a passage from Matthew 14. As soon as Jesus heard the news, this is about John the Baptist, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone, but the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boats and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Again, he's teaching the disciples where God's heartbeat is. That evening the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. And this is where Jesus said, Go play your tune. Come on, show me what song is on your heart. He said, But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. Because Jesus knew that there was an opportunity for a miracle. But we know that the disciples didn't take them up on the offer. Then one chapter later, we're not even talking very much further on in the New Testament. We read about in Matthew 15, Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days. Now Jesus is setting the stage. They have left that with nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. What are you going to do? And the disciples, again, instead of picking up the song and running with it, they turn to him and say, where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a short, huge crowd? It's amazing what a short memory we have when dealing with the things of the kingdom. So once again, Jesus did it and the invitation is always out there and there were times when the disciples did step up and pick out their guitars and take it to the front of the stage I want to read you a passage from Luke 9 one day Jesus called together his twelve disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all the demons and to heal all diseases then he sent them out to tell everybody about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick and what did they do a few verses later. So they began their circuit of the villages, preaching the good news and healing the sick. Jesus said, go play. I'm here. I'm with you. But go play. And they did. Then we see Jesus do it again with 72 people. And this, this part here, this is where we see Jesus' heart for discipleship. Because some of us may think, Jesus is well-known working miracles he's well known for healing the sick. He's well known for uh, well for performing miracles but what he's doing is he's sending out 72 other people and saying you can all do exactly what I've done. Wasn't he worried that people would start think maybe slightly less of him when he realizes that maybe Jesus isn't so special everybody else can do this as well. have a look at Jesus's heart here from Luke The 72 returned with joy and said, "Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name." I love his reply. "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the Spirit submits to you. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus is ever the teacher. But then he turns around and full of joy through the Holy Spirit said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, but revealed them to the little children. Yes, Lord, this is what you were pleased to do. That little section, Jesus full of joy in the Holy Spirit, it literally translates to Jesus danced the jig. He's so excited to see people stepping up into the fullness of their identity in God. There is no doubt in my mind that Jesus' heart was for discipleship. Jesus had such a heart for discipleship. You know... Kirk and next heart for this church is that every single one of you would go on and do greater things than we've ever seen happen in this area. My heart for our kinship is that every single person who comes with, if they stand on our shoulders, if I don't know, I don't care how it happens, but if every person in our kinship reached 10 times the height that Karen and I have ever reached, I would love that. And I would love it if that was the starting point where the next group would go even higher. Jesus has a heart for discipleship. Jesus said, come and follow me. And then he released them to do what he did. And then at the end of his ministry, he called people together. He called his disciples together and he said this. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, like we're doing this afternoon, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus said, you've seen me do it. You've tried it and failed, but I picked you up. And I brought you back on track. I've seen you do it and step into the fullness of everything that you have. And now this last thing I'm giving to you, I want you to go and do exactly what I have done with you. I want you to make disciples. But do you hear the heart of it? Discipleship is so much more than just training people. I think sometimes we get into this idea that discipleship is, is like coaching, where we're going to teach somebody how to do something. I want to go back to this verse. It doesn't say, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them the five-step healing model and how to lead people in worship. That's not what he says. He says, teach them to obey the commands that I have given you. That's the teaching. And that's the heart of discipleship. See, discipleship is all about looking into someone's heart, looking deep into their heart, and seeing inside that person their God-given identity, seeing in that person the person God sees when He looks at them. And then through a process of walking next to them, playing a rhythm, Helping the person get used to hearing the heartbeat of God and learning the rhythm to draw that person out. Discipleship is about making more first musos who can recognize the heart of God and then look at everybody else and say, come, follow me. Do you know what it looks like when someone is playing a rhythm that is outside of the heartbeat of God? And here's the sad thing. To most of us it looks exactly the same it really does it looks exactly the same if I wanted to I could turn the drum beat down and Neil and Sean could play another song and I can guarantee you it would sound amazing until I turned the volume of the drums back up again and suddenly you would hear this conflicting mess where the, the rhythm and the beat are grinding up against each other Have a look here at 1 corinthians 13. if i could speak all the languages of earth and angels but i didn't love others i would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if i had the gift of prophecy and if i understood all of god's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and if i had such faith that i could move mountains but didn't love others i would be nothing If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So, I present you here with person X. They're playing a rhythm. They are prophetic. They know the secrets of heaven. They give themselves sacrificially. They give their body they have faith that can move mountains that sounds like a pretty good song to me but it's a song that's not being played in time with the rhythm of God's heartbeat because the rhythm of God's heartbeat is love and so despite everything that he's doing he is nothing but a clanging cymbal so again discipleship it's not about training It's not about teaching people to prophesy or to have faith that moves mountains. It's about walking alongside people, playing that steady rhythm, listening to the heartbeat of God, and saying, come guys, follow me. So now I have a question for you guys. Who is your first muser? Who is it in your life who is playing this rhythm that is connected to the heartbeat of God that you're listening to I want to introduce you guys this morning to a bunch of first musos and they are the kinship leaders of this church I want uh, would you guys mind standing up if you lead a kinship or if you're part of the kinship leaders group I would I would like you guys to stand up can can you make your way to the front of the church because we want to spend some time praying for you guys Keep going. Can you leave this until time this keep going? Thanks. Come stand in the special place here. I'm gonna turn that down just a little bit. Actually, I'm gonna stop that. So these guys are people who have said, you know what? I can hear the rhythm of God's heartbeat. Are they the only ones in the church who can hear the rhythm of God's heartbeat? No. There are lots of people in this church who can hear the rhythm of God's heartbeat. But these are the guys who have said to everybody in the church, Come, follow me. Every single person here is playing a different song. Every person is playing a different song. But they're all playing to the rhythm of God's heartbeat. So now the question is, who's playing a song that you want to connect to? Who's playing a song that you're thinking, I want to be part of that song. I want to get used to that song. I want to learn how that person is listening to the heartbeat of God and playing a rhythm alongside the heartbeat of God. And we're going to pray for these guys in a second. But just before I do that, I want to throw one more thing out there. There's people in this room. While I've been speaking, God has been speaking to you saying, you know what? You're a first user." you can hear my heartbeat and you can play a rhythm that other people can follow so I want you to start playing that heartbeat and I want you to start saying to people come follow me to pray for, actually, you know what I'd like to do can you guys turn around and face the stage, all of the, the the kinship leaders? Can can you just kind of face the stage, and because we're we're all focused on, on 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 Jesus, and you know he's on stage right at the back there. I want to invite the church to come and bless these guys because I'm sure you can imagine they don't have an easy task to do. They really don't. These guys, I think that. As I've been speaking, they've been listening, thinking, ah, don't do that. It's a huge ask. It really is a huge ask. And as a church, I want to bless these guys, to get alongside them. And the reason why um, I'm having them face the group is partially because this is the picture that God put in my head as I pictured this happening. I believe this is how God wants us to do it. But also because I just want all of us a chance to come up anonymously, to put your hand on their back, to speak words of encouragement to them, to bless them, to ask God to give them everything that they need to walk on this journey of being kinship leaders. So Sean's going to keep leading us in a time of worship. Can I encourage you guys as a church to start coming forward now? And it doesn't have to be one particular person. If you want to walk across to multiple people, let's move in the prophetic. Let's ask God what He wants to say to people. And let's bless these guys in the work that they're doing. Because it's a tough job. It's a tough ask.